You are now listening to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire. It has been a few weeks since I posted a podcast or recorded a podcast, and I've just been taking a little bit of downtime, backing away from social media a little bit more, and really taking care of my mental health. For those of you that don't know, I've been struggling with a chronic pain condition over the last year and a half, and I've been doing a lot of soul searching as well as physical searching to try and uncover what the root of all of these headaches and facial pain and head pain, neck pain, where it's all coming from. I have been to many different practitioners. I've gotten scan after scan after treatment after intervention. And you know, right now I feel that the next best thing is to just kind of take a step back. We can often get so caught up in intervention that we get burnt out through continuously intervening. So I've just been taking a step back and I am making some progress with it for sure. I think I'll, I'll, use another podcast episode to talk all about that. But one of the things that I want to talk about today that has greatly helped in my healing journey is the act of taking responsibility. We may feel that we do that, but a lot of the time we don't. We're very good at blaming other people for what goes on in our lives, for our actions, for our words, for our behaviors, for our thought processes. And we have to get to a point in our lives where we take responsibility for our thoughts and our actions. I want to start this discussion by reading a poem that completely has changed my perspective, or at least brought me back to a perspective that I once had or a seed that was planted a little while ago. And and I'll tell you what that seed was, but I'm going to start with this poem. It's written by Portia Nelson. It's called, There's a Hole in My Sidewalk. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes me forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. 
I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street. You know, that poem has brought so much healing and truth to my life. There was a seed that was planted that followed along the same lines of that story. And it was the little girl who goes to the well. And this little girl, so she goes to the well. She's all happy and runs to the well, puts her water bucket down, brings it back up, and there's no water. She goes home sad. The next day, she goes to the well. She's all happy. She's thinking, I'm going to get some water, puts the water bucket down, brings it back up. It's empty. The third time, she goes back to the well and does the same thing. And the water bucket is still empty. We keep going back to wells that have no water. I'm going to repeat that again. We keep going back to a well that has no water. The same is true for this hole in the sidewalk. The first time we fall in, the first time we go to the well, maybe it's not our fault. Maybe something happened to you that pushed you into that hole or tripped you up or someone opened a door or said something or did something to you and you fell and you didn't know how to get out. But there comes a time when if we keep going down the same street and falling into the same hole or going back to the well when we know that it's there or that there's no water there, it's our fault. It's your fault. It's not the other person's anymore. The first time may not be. The responsibility is not on your shoulders. But every time after that, you have the responsibility to not go back. You have the responsibility to walk down another street, not pretend that there's going to be water, not pretend that the hole isn't there, but to go somewhere else. That can be both a very sad reality, but also an empowering one, depending on how you see it. You know, I've had a lot of waterless wells in my life and you keep going back to them. I keep going back to them. And all it does is it keeps conjuring up all of this pain. But not only does it conjure up pain, it causes you to put blame and to keep replaying this story over and over again about how someone did you wrong, about how you were right. And we have this narrative, this tape that we play to the world, to ourselves, about how right we are and how wrong the other person is. But the fact remains that they don't have water to give you. They don't have water to give you. You can't be angry at someone who you want something from who doesn't have to give. You can't be angry at your mother or your father or your partner for giving you love, affection, protection, for not giving you those things if they don't have it to give. 
And there are a lot of times where they show that they don't have that to give, like emotional safety. You might have a parent that can't give you emotional safety. You can't be open and honest and vulnerable with them. But you keep going back thinking that you can and that they'll protect your heart and they'll protect your emotions, but they don't. All it does is it rips open the wound, you don't heal, and you end up blaming, you end up being a victim, and that's your responsibility. You know, two questions that have come up for me in all of this, because I'll be the first to admit that I am so good at playing the victim, and I am convincing, Ooh, I am convincing I convince myself, I convince other people, and trust me, we all have justification to be victims. We all have things that have been done to us, terrible things, or we've done things to other people. But we have a responsibility to change that now and to look at things differently. So the, the two questions that have come up for me when I think about relationships or situations that make me angry, super angry. And you have to understand that we repress anger. We repress anxiety. So when these situations come up, instead of repressing them, we have to ask ourselves, what is my role and what is my responsibility? What is your role in the situation, in the relationship? And what are you responsible for? And what are you not responsible for? And what isn't your role? A lot of the time, we have these dysfunctional roles that we play in our relationships. And a lot of the time, it happens and it gets established, these dysfunctional roles, when we are children. So, for example, a child may have grown up in a particular type of home where they felt that they couldn't share their heart or be vulnerable or be emotional because it made their mother really upset. And so they learned that they needed to protect their mother's emotions by not saying anything. However, that's a dysfunctional role. It is not the child's responsibility to protect their parents' feelings. That's a dysfunctional role. So you need to understand that while these things happen when we're children and we don't understand, we don't even have a fully developed brain until we're 25. We don't, we didn't understand it then, but we understand it now. And if we keep living in dysfunctional roles within our relationships, within our circumstances, then we never take the responsibility that's required from us. We are responsible for how those relationships develop or undevelop. You have a responsibility to set proper boundaries as an adult. You may not have known to do that. It may not have been appropriate. It wasn't your responsibility when you were a child. But now that you're older, it is your responsibility It is your responsibility to set proper boundaries with the people around you. 
you have to know your role and what your responsibility is in any relationship. And that changes as the relationships evolve, as we get older. You know, I think, I think one of the, a lot of our, a lot of our issues come from our parents and childhood. It doesn't matter how wonderful and happy the home was or how dysfunctional it was. There are things that happen in our childhood that we take into our adult life. And one of these things is we take these roles that were meant for a time, but they're no longer appropriate anymore. So like a parent who still dotes on a child when they're an adult, a child adult. So like someone living in their parents' basement when they're 45 years old. Does it necessarily mean that's wrong? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on the relationship and how healthy that is. So what is your role in that? And what is your responsibility? Are you enabling that relationship to remain how it is, whatever that relationship may be? That's your responsibility to either enable or disable it. It is not the other person's responsibility to do that for you. It is to do it for themselves. We need to learn and acknowledge our role in any given situation and the role that we played in order for us to progress in life, to heal. If we never acknowledge the role that we played in the dysfunction or in our own pain, and I'm not saying it started with us. I'm not placing blame on you. I'm not placing blame on me. I'm not saying it's your fault or this person's fault or whatever. It is someone's fault ish. If you're a child, it's the parent's fault. Full stop. If you're a young child, it is not that child's fault. And that is a harsh thing for a parent to hear. But children are not responsible for their protection. They're not responsible for some of the actions that they take when they're really little and they're still developing, they're still learning. But what happens is parents don't like to take that responsibility and they end up placing the blame on the child. The outcome of that is the child holds that blame into adulthood. And we sit there wondering why we have so much pain and why there's so much dysfunction within that relationship. It's because the roles are dysfunctional. The responsibility is misplaced. But it also becomes misplaced if we don't take that own, our own responsibility as adults and we keep placing the blame. We need to understand where the blame needs to be put, but we also understand, need to understand what our responsibility is in handling the situations and the relationships as we go into adulthood. I hope that resonates with with someone, anyone listening. You know, I have definitely had some very dysfunctional roles in relationships and setting boundaries is kind of, I mean, boundaries is a bit of a buzzword. You know, what, what does that even mean? What does setting a boundary even mean? Setting a boundary means that whatever person that you have that boundary with whether that boundary is small 
or a little bit wider, it's appropriate for the relationship. Not everyone should have access to your inner circle, to your emotions, to your vulnerability. It's one thing to be vulnerable with people, but to continuously open yourself up emotionally to people who it is inappropriate to do so, whether you know they're strangers or whether they haven't earned your trust, that is going to create an unhealthy relationship and it's not good for your own mental and physical well-being. It really does bring up this issue of forgiveness. You know, as a Christian and growing up in a Christian home and growing up in like a super Christian home, so much so to the point where scripture was definitely used in a manipulative way at times. You know, it was always a matter of, oh, just forgive this person and forget it. You're not forgiving, so it's your fault. That's actually not, it is true, but it's not true at the same time. It's very convenient to use scripture to support your statement. Lots of people do that. Lots of Christians do that. But forgiveness is very different than trust. And forgiveness also requires that we set healthy boundaries. So you can forgive someone that has hurt you, but it doesn't mean that your boundaries have widened to them, that you've let them in to your inner circle. You might not have to or want to ever see that person again. It doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven them. Forgiveness is to release the punishment that it holds on yourself to carry unforgiveness. It releases that. It doesn't say, I let you back into my life. I trust you with my heart, or I even have to like you. That is not what forgiveness is. And that has been a very big awakening moment for me, especially given my background with faith and Christianity. I have definitely felt the guilt placed on me for some of the things, some of the ways that I've acted for the things that have been done to me in a way that it was accusatory, like it was my fault or I'm being unforgiving. And yet I was allowed to experience the emotions that I experienced. And you are allowed to experience the emotions that you need to experience. It doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven someone, if that makes sense. The other thing about forgiveness is it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. And every time those feelings of anger and resentment and hatred come up, it's your choice to forgive. It doesn't mean that your feelings will necessarily change, but you choose to forgive 
because it relinquishes you from the punishment of holding that unforgiveness. When we repress feelings, and this is another thing that I was really good at doing, is repressing those feelings because from a young age, that is kind of what I needed to do. I had to not talk about something or, you know, not express my emotions. And what that showed me was repress. Don't share what you're going through. What you're experiencing is invalid. And it wasn't invalid. It was extremely valid, especially given that I was a child. It was very important for me to be able to express those emotions. So now into adulthood, those emotions have come out as outbursts of anger and, you know, really dramatic emotions, depression, anxiety, and all of these things, they sit and they fester inside because we had this dysfunctional responsibility to hold them in, to protect someone else's feelings and emotions. But that was a dysfunctional role. It was a dysfunctional responsibility. Now, as adults, we have the responsibility to uncover those emotions that we've repressed. If we don't, If we keep them repressed, they will come out as something else. They will come out as depression, anxiety, outbursts of anger, physical pain, digestive issues, skin issues, lots of issues, joint pain, fibromyalgia, all manner of things. If we do not uncover those emotions, and we keep them locked down inside, it creates stress and tension in our body for a long time. And if we have stress and tension for a long time, you can imagine what that does to your physiology. So if if you had a tight muscle, say you had a muscle that was in spasm for a long time, you would eventually move a different way. You would compensate for that dysfunctional muscle, but that compensation would lead to other issues. So maybe you wouldn't be able to walk uh, as straight. Your gait would change or your shoulder would drop. One side would become tighter. One side would become more stretched out. And the longer we sit in that dysfunctional posture, the more issues get created because a body is a chain. Everything is linked. So if something happens to your ankle, we can feel it in our head, in our neck, in our shoulders. Everything is connected. Well, that happens with our emotions as well. So if we continue to not deal with our emotions, they get stored. They get stored in our body. The body keeps score on all of that. Also, what happens when we have this emotional repression is we create this environment of stress. So we are operating out of our limbic system, our limbic brain, that fight or flight response. And we may not even be aware of it, but we are on guard. We are hypervigilant 
We are literally always ready to fight or flee or freeze. And when we're operating out of that system, we just can't think clearly. Our body doesn't work properly. Our muscles don't work properly. Our digestion doesn't work properly. And the longer we stay in that way of living, as long as we are in that sympathetic nervous system dominance, we can't heal. It's only when we can tap into that frontal part of our brain that tells us everything's okay. You're safe. We can rest. We can digest. We don't need to be on guard. But we need to be able to get there. If we continue to keep emotions repressed, we will never get there. Because even though our body doesn't know or our mind, our conscious mind doesn't know We do know. Our body knows. We know when we go into an environment that's not safe for us, whether it's physically or emotionally, our body and our brain prepare that for us. Our brain, our body, it uses pain to distract us. It's keeping our brain safe. The body is keeping the brain safe by distracting with pain. Because emotions are not always easy to deal with. They're often not easy to deal with. And we don't like to deal with them. And we're told not to deal with them. And so our body gives us symptoms. It gives us pain. Because pain is a wonderful and welcome distraction. And it's there to keep you safe but it's not keeping you safe. It's keeping you safe in the unsafest kind of way. I love that quote. That's by Nicole Sachs, who wrote an amazing book called The Meaning of Truth. And she talks all about how physical pain can have a psychological origin. And until we explore that psychological origin, We can get rid of pain in one area of our body. But if it was due to emotional repression, it will come out somewhere else. So you may fix your neck, but it'll come out in your lower back. It'll come out somewhere else because you're still in an environment of threat. And that threat is coming from the emotions that you're not letting yourself experience. The reason I bring forth this message to you is to empower you. That is the overarching theme of this whole podcast, is to empower. And the reason we don't feel empowered is because we keep giving our power away and we keep acting as victims And we don't take responsibility for the things that we have responsibility for now. It's not saying that you are responsible for things that happened to you when you were a child, things that people did to you. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I'm saying quite the opposite. That's their responsibility to take. 
but you have a responsibility right now to create healthier boundaries within those relationships. And that might mean backing away and it might mean saying goodbye. Or it might mean just having them at an arm's length. I say this out of a genuine love and concern for our well-being. And I know that the majority of our struggles, they come from this inability to let go, this inability to take the responsibility that's required of us because we've been told not to or that it's someone else's fault. It's not our fault and it's not your fault, but it's your fault if you keep going back to a well that has no water. It is your fault if you keep walking down a street and falling into the same hole. Initially, it's not. Subsequently, it is. That's a really harsh reality to hear, but it can also be really empowering as well. You have the responsibility to create a better life for yourself. You have the responsibility to take care of your health, to ask questions, to create healthy boundaries, to be in control of your life. It doesn't mean you'll be able to control every aspect of it, but take responsibility for the things that you can control. Take responsibility for your thought life, for what you allow in to your physical life and your thought life. That is a power that you have. If you keep giving that power away, you will never heal. You will never be happy. You will never be content because you are living disempowered. If you have physical pain, and I'm not talking about acute injuries, I'm not talking about any of that. If you have physical pain that no one can solve, maybe it's time to look at psychological causes. I know that's really hard. That's kind of a a difficult concept to wrap your head around. But if you've tried everything else, if you've exhausted every other physical avenue, maybe you're going down the wrong street. Maybe you're going down the wrong street. Maybe it's time to go down a different one and to explore a different avenue. I encourage you to reach out to me, seek help, seek help where you need it. Dealing with our emotions is never a good idea to do it alone. Never, I'm going to repeat, never a good idea to do it alone. We heal and we overcome through sharing our hurts and our pain and our struggle. It doesn't mean you need to blurt out everything to the world. Again, that's not healthy boundaries. You have a responsibility to continue to create healthy boundaries, but seek someone. Don't keep it in any longer. 
I hope that this episode brought some healing into your life. I know that I have been dealing with a lot of my own emotional stuff. And you know, the things that trigger us are often our messengers and they're telling us that we need to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it takes as much, often, it takes as much as physical pain or injuries or something to get our attention. And once we do our healing work, we can't go back. You can't go back to the way things were because the way things were is what got you into this mess in the first place. So that's a mindset you need to divorce from. And the healing never stops. The healing is continuous, but that's your responsibility to do that. It's also your responsibility to not go back to the way things were. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was wonderful to just get all of this out, to share my heart, and hopefully it brought some healing and encouragement to your life as well. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Stay tuned for future episodes coming up and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And always remember, you are powerful over your health.